The following podcast contains adult subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. The way one said do 15 means he has no fucking idea. And you're listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box with Juan, Gabe, and finally that bitch Doyle and that asshole Tim. What up? Huh? <laughs> At least I'm not a bitch. <laughs> Eating a feta and spinach wrap, so I figure it's accurate at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please tell me you recorded that sentence. I one. did not. Nope. Oh God! God damn damn it. It. Oh, I did record it. It is recorded. Yes. <laughs> nice. I I'm, I oh. just started recording also, on Skype too. I go to Starbucks like maybe once every three months, and every time I do, I'm offended. Like, I get the strawberry refresher, which is under the tea section. So I asked for a strawberry tea, and the guy's like, you mean a refresher? I'm like, just give me the fucking tea, asshole. <laughs> like, you, know, you know what I'm asking for. Where's that, have, Paul, that Paul Rudd movie where he chews out the barista at Starbucks? Yeah, He's like, I no, like Venti is 20. Congratulations, you're stupid in three languages. <laughs> my, my favorite thing is that I got chewed out for saying I wanted a medium. A couple months ago at a Starbucks, or I guess, God, it's probably like six months ago now. But, but yeah, I hate that experience where they're like, eh, "Excuse me, it's a venti." It's like I don't give a shit. Give me medium. the medium. <laughs> give me the middle one, asshole. <laughs> ice cream shop that did the like, love it, gotta have it bullshit. That's Coldstone. Oh, Coldstone. I hated that too. It's just like I just want some of it. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't even, I've never had it before. I have no idea how much I enjoy it yet. <laughs> but Doyle, you need it, and you've got to have it. Yeah, you son of a bitch. True. Because you were told to. What are we talking about? Hey, everybody. Animal welcome control. to episode 215 of Thinking Outside the Long Box. I'm Gabe. Jim. Doyle. Juan. And Mel is in the background, but she can't hear what we're saying because I'm wearing headphones. So. <laughs> Uh, so today we are going to be talking about the sci-fi TV show, uh, Channel Zero. We will be talking about the first season because I think that's uh, kind of like the seasons seem kind of independent of one another. So I thought it would be good to just watch the first season because it's like one cohesive story. Uh, and yeah. we'll be talking about Candle Cove. It's which, just like a American Horror Story. It's uh, We should have talked about the mythology. second one. It's better. Second season is better, I agree. So yeah, I so much better because I totally watched it. <laughs> so I haven't had a I haven't had a chance to get into uh, the next few seasons, but I definitely am going to be watching them because this show is fucking fantastic. Like genuinely, I was hooked halfway through the first episode of the first season. There's it's, a demon house in the second one. Sold. It's cool. It's, like a, it's fucking sweet. I, the, first, the first season is legit good, though, I thought, anyway. I, I, I thought it was good. I just thought it was – I think maybe it's because I watched I, – I watched the first two seasons. I haven't watched three and four. But I, I think because I watched the first season, the second, first and second season, I thought in my mind that this first season went – it kind of drug on a little bit. Um, I don't know that they ever explained why the guy is eating teeth. I may have missed that. 
I know who I know it ends up that the teeth monster thing ends up being the dude, but I don't know why he's just randomly a tooth monster. I don't think you missed it. I didn't get that either. <laughs> to cross over from Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, could if that's a thing, maybe. With the with the tooth monster guy. So I have a personal theory about it, but I don't think they ever explained it. And I do kind of like uh, when TV shows and movies do that because I like uh, I, I like effectively having the chance to like embrace you know my imagination with it. So it just to to me it seemed off because they they went what the fuck is Tim showing us? Some dude in heels? Was oh, he about to do a flip? Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> that was funny. I like that. <laughs> but Quick aside. I, for, for, he turned for, into a ground beef. <laughs> <laughs> for me, it's hard because, because like they, they go into explaining a little bit, but then they just stop. I almost would have preferred it if the tooth monster was, was like a minion of the dude, and then they didn't explain it. But it's weird that it's the dude and they don't explain why he eats teeth to be a monster. Like, that's weird to me. Maybe it's because they're children's teeth and, like, he needs, like, the child to die, essentially, to sustain him. That's kind of all I was getting. But then again, I don't know why he has to eat the teeth. (laughs) (laughs) So where does this take place? Where? In a a, Uh, fictional town. I think it's fictional anyway. Yeah, it's definitely just like a nondescript like probably east coast ish town yeah. maybe like like as far west as like ohio just from like the way it looks but, I'm just curious uh, to know why a tooth monster would come to america anyway so <laughs> bro I mean, we have he, dental. he didn't go to georgia he he was in the northeast so yeah. uh, he's probably all right up there then New England area. So <laughs> it's definitely not going to take place in England. <laughs> definitely not happening in the South or parts of the Midwest. Parts. He's a meth slash teeth monster. <laughs> he's a meth. He's a meth mouth monster. Oh, that, would steals signif- that would be significantly more terrifying. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, because he'd be blowing people up. Then no, not because he'd be blowing people up. Because you could get, like, AIDS from his teeth, dude, because they'd be so gross. <laughs> yeah, rotting teeth. So Channel Zero is an American horror anthology television series created by Nick and Tosca. The series was greenlit for six oh, episodes. Uh, it's a creep. It's based off of, a, of creepypasta stories. I don't know what creepypasta is. So Oh, really? No, but it's based creepy... off of stories from that. Creepypasta originates on Reddit, doesn't it? Yeah. So originally it was a Reddit thread just called oh. Creepypasta, and the, or a Reddit group called Creepypasta. And what it is is people trying to tell stories that it, – it's like those alternate reality game kind of stories where they're telling a story that takes place in the real world, is maybe based on an urban legend, but presenting it as fact instead of fiction. Like, And so you get things like Slender Man or like – uh, Candle Cove actually is a video that got passed around on YouTube as part of a creepy pasta. Like, there's an original Candle Cove video that's out there that's actually really creepy because it's so like low budget and fucked up. So, 
my youngest my youngest son read something off of that thread, I think, because he's been obsessed with a urban legend monster called Siren Head. Yeah, just it's, he's like been freaking himself out about it because we live in rural Midwest, so he's like, like, it's out there, I could see evil it. thing. That's <laughs> a Resident like a, Evil monster, I'm sure. Yeah, it's like it's like, a, it's like the thing from Stranger Things, but it has like tornado sirens for a head that's that's pretty fucking horrifying i'm not gonna lie yeah like i'm waiting uh, for also, a good movie to come out about that to watch semi-impractical i mean <laughs> what is powering the sirens obviously nothing the souls of children obviously yeah. duh i do i feel like if the camera was just a little bit further down we'd have totally seen gabe's balls just now balls. well i'm not wearing pants so yeah where are you in your? Are you on the couch? No, I'm in my bedroom. Okay, I was gonna wanted, say I don't see anything familiar here. <laughs> yeah, Mel. Mel wanted to hang out, and so I Did came you hang to the bedroom. The Guardians of the Galaxy poster next to the Constitution. <laughs> it's the Declaration of Independence, but yeah. Okay, I couldn't tell. Yeah, obviously, yeah. those uh, two totally go together. That's where Dummy. Nick Cage put it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, "There's a map on the back of this." <laughs> I'm we like, should, all right, just, we need to turn it up next to the poster, I guess. Next time we're there, we need to <laughs> pull it hide off it and check Queenie, it. Colorado. <laughs> so, what's the uh, what's the actor's name who does the Da Vinci? I know it. I just saw the tip of my tongue. Tom da Hanks. Vinci. Tom Hanks. There should be a Tom Hanks Nick Cage like American History off <laughs> like movie. I'm not gonna both, lie. I they're both trying shit. to figure <laughs> shit out. It's like National Treasure Code or some shit. How does National how Treasure does, Code? <laughs> Tom Hanks is trying to keep it from Nick Cage. Nick Cage trying to find it. Like, how is it that Dan Brown's books suck so bad, but the movies that they make off of them are actually like really fun to watch? Like, I don't, I, don't I, I I hate his books so much, but those because he writes are like an eight-year-old. Fucking, he does. I like my books to be past a fifth-grade reading level. I so. like eight-year-olds. Yeah, I like an eight-year-old. No, she's nine, so I don't even like an eight-year-old anymore. (laughs) So the first season was 93% critic score and 83% audience score. Um, The second season was 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I believe that's just a critic score. And then a hundred percent for the third season as well. Damn. So I, I'm telling you, I, th- this. I although I enjoyed the first season, like like I said earlier, it, it felt a little slowly paced to me. If you don't, and again, some of it I'm sure is the way you like it because you don't find out a lot of the stuff until like the very end of the first season. Um, where kind of the second season, there's a lot of stuff happening kind of as you're going through each episode. You kind of learn a little bit about each person as you're unfolding the season. Um, And it just, it seems a little bit more creepy to me, the second season did, because it's about a crazy house and like its own, it has its own like reality, like its own pocket dimension. Um, It's just crazy to me. It just seemed a little bit more creepy. No, the the second season I do think is... I mean, it feels weird to talk about it, but because it, Gabe hasn't seen it too, hasn't seen it? But no, it, it's, it's, all, it's all good. I think it, it is more well done because, like, the second season, I feel like the first episode is just badass. Like, like you're sold, sold on the first episode. 
was the first season of the first episode. I did like it and it did hook me on the show, but it wasn't like as deep of a hook as like the second season episode was. Like right off the second season, they're just like, this shit's fucked up. You know, it's fucked up by the end of the <laughs> episode. Actually, and no, it's like... fucked up like three minutes into the episode. They're like, you're just like, what the fuck are these white people doing? You know? <laughs> the house eats their souls and shit. Like, honestly, that's that's totally fair. Like, if if it has more action, it's faster paced, you know, that is the kind of things that you guys always talk about enjoying. And I always like slow shit. Like, that's definitely going to come up during the pop culture classic, you know. I have a, I've had a slow shit as well. It's not, it's not that it's more – I think it slows down, too, the second season. It feels paced a lot like the first season. It's just that first episode is like – you got to see, like, the way they introduce the house and then the premise of the show is just really, like, uniquely well done. Nice. And, like, I, I don't know. I don't know how to explain I, it, really. I, th- I think for what's me... What's interesting... Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I, I think what's interesting about what you just said is exactly how I feel feel about the first season. And, yeah. you know, just because I haven't seen the second season, I can't make a kind of comparison. But, I mean, I'll probably end up coming away loving both of them because if it's... Yeah. If it's anywhere structured and, like, designed and, like, filmed the way the first one is, or it leans towards, like, kind of that style, I'm I'm going to love it. Like, because that first season absolutely blew me away. Like, I think I watched the first six episodes of it in one sitting. Yeah. Like, it's just that good. I mean, honestly, too, I, I watched all four seasons, so I liked the whole show, so. How long are the episodes? Uh, an 40, hour or like the 40 like minutes 45 minutes yeah yeah okay because it was on sci-fi so it has it's interesting because it has the commercial break beats which sometimes oh, yeah. take they sometimes take me out of a show but they're designed in such a way that they were clearly cognizant of people binge watching it after the fact like i think i only really saw like the commercial break beats like three or four times in the first season Yep. Yeah. I, I think for me, for me, the the second season, like I said, each episode you kind of learn a little bit more and a little bit more about the house and about the people, and, and I I think that was a lot slower in the first season, and I I think that's kind of I, I think for me that that takes into pacing for me, um, because it it you it really I I enjoyed the first season. I really liked the show. I'm gonna go watch. I'll watch seasons three and four. Um, it just felt like it wasn't kind of moving at, at all too much for me um, until, you know, we got closer to the end, in my opinion. And that's what I'm saying. There was just a lot of little things that I, I was just like, I don't really understand what's going on. But I, it's it's fine. It was good. It creeped me out. This is I just think the second season did a better job of that. But yes, Tim is right. We have watched a lot of creepy and horror things in the last month. Honestly, it just Harvard it makes up. Sorry, <laughs> it just makes up like seventy percent of what I watch, probably. So that's why. Yeah, most of my suggestions just run that way. <laughs> Pretty Which much. I'm in... Pop culture uh, classic, also horror tinged. <laughs> like I'm going to be super honest with you, probably like seventy to eighty percent of what I consume for media is also like some form of like horror or gore or grindhouse movie or like weird exploitation film or something insane like that especially now that i work at home it, like i just sit in my comic room listing stuff on etsy and <laughs> just watching terrible fucked up movies all day it's great i, I think the reason it. 
it falls so much into that category for me of my viewing pleasure. It's because horror always transcends itself into different genres like sci-fi or fantasy or you know something like that it's never it's usually never just horror um so that's why i typically like it but the other thing i love what i need is a tolkien scale horror movie with crazy levels of like i need dark souls turned into a movie i feel like that would be fucking awesome if they did it right and use the horror beats from the show, from the game like so, high fantasy with horror that's what i need in my life so here's a, a little tidbit that may or may not end up being exactly that uh the director of midsommar and uh hereditary has said that his next movie is going to be at least four hours long <laughs> all right it'll just be like weirdly fucked up for four hours though like, he is a he is a weird movie maker i think that both of those movies are like two of the stronger horror movies made in the last 10 years but they specifically are hereditary yeah. yeah hereditary is a fucked up movie i would say i would say in the last 10 years the four of the top 10 horror movies that have come out have been directed by two people. Uh, the guy that did Beyond the Black Rainbow and Mandy and then uh, the guy that did Hereditary and Midsommar. Like, those four movies are, like, top 10 horror movies of the last decade. Easy. I agree. And There's Mr. Sure. Peele is pretty well good as well. Oh, dude. Yeah, everything Jordan Peele is putting out is fucking golden. I can't wait to see Love Carafe Country. That show's gonna be fucking cool as hell yeah it's on the top of my want list right now right <laughs> i saw a preview for it like a month ago and then i looked it up and i was like why <laughs> why? <laughs> why is it why are you coming out, out? Hell forever <laughs> yeah why you do me like this gabe do you yeah. want to since we we've talked about it yeah and i'll have maybe doyle do three and four um do you want to kind of sum up or recap what the f- yeah so basically, the, the story revolves around effectively two times in one place. Uh, in the 80s, uh, there was a string of murders that were occurring while this pirate TV show effectively was hypnotizing and infecting the children of the town. And the show was called Candle Cove, which is this puppet show that is ostensibly about like a pi- a skeleton pirate captain and his crew, but really it's drawing these kids to like this effectively point where one of these two twin brothers can control them and do make them do harmful things to themselves. Um, the other brother ends up killing his brother in an effort to save the town And then fast forward to the future, it's all starting back up again. And this guy who's become a child psychologist and he's a father and a husband is trying to figure out how to overcome an evil that's returned to his hometown, all kind of revolving around this Candle Cove TV show. Yes. So the second season is uh, about a house that only shows up for a short amount of time every year, and it shows up in a different area every year. 
And so these somebody sends out like a kind of spooky message to people's cell phones and it ends up kind of being everywhere. Um, and it kind of draws them to this creepy house and it's made out to be like a, like a, uh, um, art installation. Yeah. Like, but with like a horror theme to it. And so people walk in and he, t- the, the, one of the guys tells the story of, Nobody ever making it through the, all of the six rooms that are in this house, and those people who make it to the six rooms are never seen again. Um, and you end up kind of fa- finding out throughout the season that the house is essentially like a living being of itself. So it's attracting people to it to essentially take their souls away and feed on them. So they become they become kind of mindless drones in the in this the neighborhood that encompasses the house's interior. Um, and as you get to that sixth room, which is the neighborhood, you kind of it seems like you face different traumas in your life as you kind of move through the rooms. And uh, one of the main characters, her dad committed suicide and at the end you find out that it wasn't it was kind of for a good reason um and you find out a couple things about the people going through it but it's it's essentially about a living house season three is based on like a weird family that has made a pact with a god um and the god has granted them like immortality so this family has like taken over this town this town is all the people who have like mental illness and stuff kind of know about it the police are in on it. They take people, slaughter people, eat people, and offer people up to this god once a year to appease it. And the family, I guess, lost two daughters originally when they were, like, you know, normal. And they're trying to coax two new girls that are sisters that have moved to town to, like, replacing their daughters. And one of them's on board and one of them's not. It's like kind of like a duo back and forth. Um, it's really... I think their fucking ideas are super unique and like totally different from each other. And then the fourth season is uh, about a girl who, when she sleeps, she can create reality uh, or her imagination becomes reality. And so when she was a child, she had this imaginary friend that was a contortionist clown that she used to draw. And now as an adult, she's moved back into her old family's home and whenever she gets emotional or she gets pissed off or she's mad at someone and she sleeps this fucking clown thing that comes alive like kills people and tries to protect her in a weird way and it's all like based on her family it's ultra fucked up as well but <laughs> they, they find it like a door in her basement that, that was never there it takes like a whole episode to break into the door and then once they do the fucking clown gets unleashed Ew, that sounds Which, fucked up yeah the clown just goes around like murking people and then it turns out she has a brother who's been like fucking hiding the fact that it's her brother and he's like also trying to like fuck her it's a weird show it's a weird <laughs> season but like I, I, they wrap up this show yeah they wrap up every ep- season in six episodes and every like idea seems like very unique to me like I was like I haven't seen anything quite like this before so even the first season with the video, like the little pirate video, Muppet video that the kid makes in his brain, like that shit's fucked up and creepy. <laughs> Let me see if I can find the original of it really quick. You know what's weirder is that you 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 don't realize or maybe that you yeah. don't think it's a problem that your kids are just staring at static on the TV for hours on end. Guys, like that's weird. Yeah. What would you say, Tim? 
I'd seen them. My kids watch creepy shit out on the TV all the time. Yeah. I just walk. I I came back from taking Tristan to the skate park, and Kenny was watching some like. He 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 has this like couple of channels on YouTube that he watches that post freaky shit regularly, and this one was like a like a homemade like found footage clip of yeah. like this creepy thing that's like just crawling around in a fucking basement, and then it like comes upstairs and like jumps on somebody that's sleeping, and that was it for the clip. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? And he's like, oh, this shit's great. <laughs> I don't I don't think I don't think when 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 my kids get older, I don't if they have a love for horror, that's I don't think that I'll find that weird. I would find it weird, which it doesn't really exist anymore, I don't think. But I would find it weird if my kid was just staring at a static for two hours. Like, that would be really weird. In yeah, a couple of red flags going up right <laughs> yeah. there, for sure. <laughs> uh, if you like the idea, like the creepy pasta, whoa, what happened? Gabe is sharing oh. a screen. Oh, okay. Yeah. If you Can like you that guys... creepy, yeah, the archive thing. Here, check oh. this out. So this is the original video. This is what they base the show on? Yeah. Well, I think they base every show on something from Creepypasta. So there's probably a video for all of these seasons. Well, there's not videos for every Creepypasta. Or a story. Just, or a story. Yeah, there's definitely a story from the from the Creepypasta Reddit board. See, so that this is the kind of weird crying. shit I came in on. <laughs> To Kenny watching. Like, this happens pretty regularly, too, this weird stuff. So why doesn't YouTube have a filter when someone uploads something like this that they just go detain that person? <laughs> <laughs> because it because it's not real. It's just something that somebody made up to freak their friends out, you know? Oh, no, I, I get it. That person How do you know be, it's not real? That person should just be evaluated <laughs> slightly. More than likely released back into the population, okay. but sometimes not. Okay, big you know? brother. All right. It's like, Don't yeah. it's, like, it's like catch and release for potential crazy people. Yeah, yeah. You've, you've seen how Minority Report goes. That is a fucking terrible <laughs> idea, bro. That's true. First like, of all, Tom, Tom Cruise will have to be involved. Yeah, I fuck Tom Cruise. Tom, Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise. Is a cop. Ouch. Everyone yeah. keeps coming out fucking Scientologists. It's, liter- it's, <laughs> yeah, it's literally it's everything I hate. Tom Cruise and cops. <laughs> so uh, already you, getting a bad rap. Then you want to throw in some Scientology too? Jesus. Uh, yeah. Fuck that. Fuck that. If guy. you like that that premise, there's a super sweet um, podcast called Let's Not Meet that's taken off of a Reddit board as well, and it's all about like creepy stories of run-ins with like fucking freaks that you don't ever want to meet again. <laughs> so, so, I, so are, it's am very I, similar. Am I like, hearing you right that I just, in order to be successful, I just need to rip off stories that are already somewhere on the internet? Yes. Like I pretty yes. much just read stories <laughs> off the internet. How is that news? Yeah. That's been happening for He's a very successful do. podcaster. What, we, we don't watch somebody else's shit and well, then we create We, we talk about it. it. We talk about this stuff, though. It seems like this is <laughs> literally like verbatim This what's going on on Reddit. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, so, it's, it's not like boxes. Uh, it's not sure. any, he has a better it's, voice than us, though. Like, very methodical. <laughs> I mean, and it's not really any different than a comic book adaptation, you know? He's just taking source material and adapting it to a different format. I I understand that, but I I can't read a comic book on YouTube. I'll get in trouble for it. Actually, there is quite a (laughs) Yeah, there's people that do that. I'm pretty sure – I'm sure that you can. I'm not saying you can't physically do it, but the comic book creator can have you taken down. 
I can't read a J.K. Rowling's book or a Diane Brown book online without possibly being that without possibly the video getting taken down because of copyright. It is true. I just don't know how people get away with it. Like, there's who's that? Is a comics historian? He'll tell yeah. you what's going on through a comic, but the entire time in the background, the comic is just flipping page to page. Like, you just fucking read it, <laughs> like while he's talking about it. And then you there's... got. Um, not too long ago, I listened to Ender or not Ender's game, um, Speaker for Truth again, and I just listened to it straight off the of YouTube, like audio. Yeah. So people I mean, do that and don't get taken down. Yeah, but, it's weird. Right, they could be taken down. Right. But for some reason, they get away with it. Well, YouTube has like terabytes upon terabytes of video. They can't monitor everything that's right. up there. But a lot of it is covered under the same way, like how I do an artist alley. As long as I don't claim to own. The prop, the intellectual property that I have drawn, but I don't think that's true. St- I don't think that's but true like, for books and 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 music and videos. Like, because I don't, I couldn't point my Skype screen onto a pay per view because it would be illegal. You could you could show exactly one minute of audio of video with no audio, or you can have exactly one minute of audio. But the catch is, is that you have to make remarks on it. That's how reviewers and gameplay yeah, right. and streamers get away with it. They're as long as you're like, talking about something, you're not. You're like tap dancing. You're like skating right no, by the line and, and of I, like copyrighted. I get that. Fiction. What I'm saying is, it sounds like the, this other podcast is just reading the stories from Reddit. Oh well, that people don't own these. Stories. I mean, they're just no, posting to Reddit. I, I know yeah. that's what I'm saying. We sh- that's what we have. What we need to do to be popular. <laughs> Oh yeah, probably, probably. No, then we'll end up like Z two. Gone. Quit, quitting. <laughs> Defeated. Defeated. Defeated by us. Flawless no, victory. So what's interesting? <laughs> what's interesting about about creepy pastas in in specific and like that kind of idea on Reddit is that it's a a collaborative piece of fiction. So like somebody will come up with an original idea. And then other people will post their version of what happened to them within the same story. Oh, that's so cool. there. There is a space within that for somebody else to come and like read it because he can just add to the creation or just, you know, within that creative commons like idea. He's not really stealing the idea so much as presenting it in a different format. Well, that's good. Is, That'll be the argument we use. Yeah, like, but what's cool is because it's already a piece of collaborative fiction, like, there's a lot of space because nobody really can say, I own this thing. Because, you know, somebody else could say, well, you own this part of the thing, but I wrote this part and this guy wrote this part. And that makes that makes those big kind of like alternate reality storylines that you find on Creepypasta and Let's Not Meet and stuff like that really really fascinating because it's basically unowned fiction there's there's a there's a website called uh scp uh i forget what it stands for specifically but it's it's this it's this website that delineates the actions of a group that's effectively like the bprd like they investigate all these different things that happen and what people do is write articles as like these uh, top secret 
communications within the group and they just create new items and new stories and new pieces of fiction within this like world that they've created collaboratively and anybody that has a cool idea as long as they've done their research and they're not copying someone else's ideas can add to that storyline and that's really really cool and really fun and that's why i like it's a big part of why i like channel zero is because there's an infinite amount of pieces of subject matter that they can draw from and make really really cool shit out of because they haven't even touched like the biggest and most popular creepypastas they're like digging into like the deep shit for the first four seasons they're not talking about slender man or you know siren head or anything that anybody's actually fucking heard of it's like stuff that they had to dig for so so is so creepypasta originated on reddit it sounds like is creepypasta its own thing now uh it's more like a term that like describes a certain type of like horror fiction that's getting written the the only reason i ask is because they they credit creepypasta so right. wh- whoever owns or whatever space that is in, I'm sure they got paid. Probably not. I I I'm sure they did. It, if if they hadn't have mentioned them, I then I I would say they probably didn't get paid. But I'm guessing that if you're lifting, you know, even if you're changing it a little bit, you know, I, I I'm guessing somebody got paid for these stories aside from this the Sci-Fi Channel. I mean, maybe some random guy owns the copyright to the term creepypasta, but like in general, it's just a Reddit board where people just post, you know, stories and ideas and, you know, create this fictional world like nobody actually owns it. Like, so there is a there is a creepypasta dot com. I don't think they own it, but I mean, there's a, a basic pasta dot com. There are. There are creepypastas, are horror-related legends or images that have been copied and pasted around the internet. These internet entries are often brief, user-generated paranormal stories intended to scare readers. So honestly, they just come from anywhere. But there is a creepypasta.com, but I don't think that that means they own these stories. They're kind of like fan fiction. Yeah, that's a really good way of describing it. It's almost like horror fan fiction. So I'm curious why they would give credit because you know how Hollywood is. They're not going to give credit to somebody if they don't have to. You know what I mean? So I'm curious as to why they would blatantly just put it out there that they that their their stories from a specific location. Because if that if that was my story, if I was like, well, fuck, I own that story. Juan does. I could probably go after sci-fi if they lifted my story. That's probably why they thank them. They probably right. find whoever writes the pieces that they lift or and that's borrow what from I think. and – they might not be paying those people, but they probably do have to secure some kind of permission. And like honestly, because That's at least how corporate shit works. Because of like the nature of the show and because they're very vocal about where they're drawing their ideas from, it feels just respectful. And sci-fi is a channel that isn't exactly known as like a titan of industry, you know? I, I just they might I, they I, might still have like a moral code and be like, you know, we are, we are making a metric fuck ton of money off of these people's ideas. We should at the very least thank them. (laughs) I I, I just, that would be nice. (laughs) NBC owns sci-fi. 
So it it would be it would be in my opinion, and I don't know because I don't know the behind the scenes. But in my opinion, I would assume that NBC would say, if you're going to get these things from a source, you need to go figure it out. You need to go get the permission because you know how Americans are. We're litigious. And so I, I just assume that they buttoned up everything so they don't get sued. Right. Perhaps. I assume. I don't know. Maybe they'll get sued. I hope they do. <laughs> Not really. I like the show. Like, I, I doubt that they would get sued because it'd be very difficult to pinpoint, like, who would own the rights to, to these stories. Because people just build and build and build on them. Like there's even a there's even a YouTube channel that I watch fairly regularly called Mr. Creepypasta, where he literally is doing what Doyle's talking about, where he's he's reading and discussing and going into depth with creepypasta threads. So he's reading like the original story and then subsequent stories and like kind of digging into it. Like it's there's a whole it's interesting, like there's a whole different world of fiction that's meant to be real that I don't think existed before like the advent of like the internet and Blair Witch Project and those kind of like found footage movies where people are creating really unique content that's intended to like fool people into thinking that it's real and is still like super super disturbing like it's it's really good stuff indeed a lot of great podcasts doing that too uh, like Tannis and Black Tapes and stuff like that. Been redoing Tannis again lately. It's so good. Right. Made it back, made it back to season three again. <laughs> so going around the table, quote unquote. Quote unquote. Uh, Tim, we'll start with you since we know your answer is, I don't know. Thumbs up, <laughs> thumbs down. I don't know. There you Maybe go. like a thumbs up. <laughs> Not like you guys like it. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Tim, you are a buffoon. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm hard out, I, man. What do you want from me? I kid, I kid. I'm dealing with some real life horrors lately. <laughs> so I got to take your mind off it with teeth monsters. Yeah, I don't need that kind of stress in my life, dude. <laughs> as bad as my teeth have been historically. <laughs> That was a curveball oh, I was not expecting. Yeah, yeah me neither. <laughs> I don't need that in my life, dude. If <laughs> I don't have many left, I don't want something coming and taking what I got. No, that's mine. God damn it. That's mine. <laughs> I chew on that side, asshole. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. I feel that statement in a way I don't want to talk about in public. <laughs> How about you, Doyle? What do you give this? Uh, I give it two thumbs up. It's my... I think it's my favorite horror TV show. There aren't yeah. a lot of good. Uh, well, I don't know. Coming off of the backs of Kingdom and and uh, what the fuck was the other one we watched too? Uh, Marianne. Marianne. That was really good. But there's only. Well, yeah, it just doesn't continue. Marianne yeah. would be very up on my list as well. It just stops, which sucks. But I, I give it. I give it thumbs up as well. Sucks all the shit. But yeah. <laughs> I definitely give it a thumbs up, and I would say that there's probably a lot more horror television out there that is really, really good that maybe you're just not aware of. Because there's, like, I 
started subscribing to Shutter, and I watched the shit out of that. And there is a lot of really, really cool stuff on there. So, so I know we're running. There, there I, know is. We're, I also do that. I know we're running long, um, but I, I, I think, um, I think you're right, and I think it's not promoted as much because that's not like for the same reason that generally, if you're on the edge, you want to get a PG-13 rating as opposed to an R rating because they won't promote you as much. Not a lot of people tend to go to R-rated movies, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but I, I think this could be, especially because it's an anthology series, and I, I know this this series kind of came back, I think, not too long ago. It kind of reminds me of Are You Afraid of the Dark? But like each episode is a season and and I really liked that show when I was little because I thought that was scary. I had no idea if it's scary now upon a recent visit, but I it's like not, it. I watched it. Like, <laughs> I've, I've watched it recently. It's not. I, I like it because I because it's not so connected good. and it's they're short seasons. They tell a pretty precise story about something creepy, and then you move on. That's you know it's like TV shows like Monsters or Tales from the Dark Side that were out in the eighties and nineties. It's the same, like that anthology style TV series. I missed that where it's like a one episode story. Uh, there was a season of television called Masters of Horror where they gave gave like really famous horror movie directors like one hour long episode each, and they they directed like effectively the story they wanted to tell. It was really cool. So. Oh, no, there's a lot of great shit out there. But we should probably wrap this up because we're going a little long on this subject, but we will be back soon. Uh, be, sure times, to, guys. Come on. <laughs> time, be sure guys. Come on. Be sure to check us out at TOTLB.com. Support us on Patreon at Patreon.com slash TOTLB. Find us on YouTube at tinyurl.com slash TOTLBTube. Uh, and, of course, you can always give us a call, give us feedback, let us know what you think. 970-573-6148, the Michael Kirk Memorial Hotline. May his midget loving ass rest in peace. Uh, Till next time, I've been Gabe. I'm Tim. I'm Doyle. I'm Juan. We'll see you guys soon. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Thinking Outside the Long Walks podcast. Join us on Facebook and Twitter to get behind-the-scenes information for exclusive content and to be notified when new episodes are available. The thoughts and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual and do not necessarily represent or reflect those of the Thinking Outside the Long Box podcast, Baron Space Productions, its partners, or affiliates. The Thinking Outside the Long Box podcast is made available by its creators, Juan, John, and Gabe, the podcast is edited and produced by Juan, and Albie is the co-executive producer. The Thinking Outside the Long Box podcast is a barren space production.